You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe. John Tabor, as always, doing a tremendous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Rust. All right, so top ten Thursday, Jake. This was a daunting task, to say the least. Hey, by the way, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game is tonight. You don't say. I do say. Bears versus Ravens. Oh, I thought it was this weekend. No, tonight. I've heard very little people talk about yeah. it. So then the ceremonies are on uh, Saturday? Yes. Hmm. Anyway, so there's something to look forward to. All right. Um, real quick. I want to read When's T.O.'s ceremony? Well, that's what we really yeah. care about. I want to read this text real quick. Shane says, would Bama fire Saban if this happened at Alabama? What say you, Aaron Dietrich? I'll tell you this. I've already said this. I'll repeat myself. He's not fired yet. Yeah, well, this is the problem. This is There's a lot of issues here. Saban's smarter than Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's true. Saban, this would never happen. Saban would have this under control. Yeah. Um, and honestly, as bad as this sounds, if Meyer handles it better at the press conference and Big Ten Media Days, it's not even an issue. So and if that's Urban Meyer at Big Ten Media Day says, yes, we fired him, and quite frankly, I made a mistake. I should have fired him years ago. Boom. Not a big deal. He still has his job. He's still he's not on administrative leave. He's he's still working with his team. I, I guarantee you that we would have condemned him for it, but it would have it wouldn't have been as big of a story. I guarantee you that. And who knows if McMurphy would have dug as deep as he did well i think eventually would have came out because you still have the wife out there and she's going to find a source or someone to go to to get this story out yeah but i still think if he would have been up like if he would have been you know honest about it and he would have admitted a mistake i still think he would have survived i still am not convinced he loses his job because i think you still have to tie it to him i know his wife knew and i know we're all not you know smart enough to say hey listen if his wife knows he has to know but you still have to tie it to him somehow so literally if they come out here in the next two three days and it just says my wife did not tell me and she falls on the sword and of course she's employed by ohio state she gets fired but he saves his job. He has to. He's maybe suspended for the year or something like that. Um, but yeah, he he's, he keeps his job. I, get, I I'm telling you, if Ohio Ohio State does not want to fire him, if they can find a way around not firing him, that's what's going to happen. You knew who he was when you hired him. Or also with this administrative leave, it gives them an opportunity to kind of see what kind of pushback they get. From their boosters and, of course, the community in Ohio. And they're getting some pushback, which I'm glad they are. But I'm telling you, you knew who this guy was when you hired him. FS says uh, for Nick Saban, getting fired is not part of the process. <laughs> Rucci says if it happened under Saban, it would have never gotten out. Nick tends to intimidate people daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also knows how to handle things. All right, let's get into this. We said it was a daunting task trying to list the top ten High school football teams of all time, or of course, or maybe perhaps over the last uh, 30 years. 
So full disclosure, I got here in 2000, so I did not see the 1990 Rustin Squad and the 98 Rebels in person. I have watched a lot of different clips and highlights of both of those teams throughout the years, and both of them are sensational. With that said, we'll get into that debate here in a minute. Teams that I have that did not make the list but certainly uh, pull at the heartstrings or certainly could make a case. 2011 OCS, they won their first title since 2000. Uh, they had Braden Bristow, Mark Laird. Uh, they were fantastic. I believe their closest game that year was a 42-30 to 30 victory versus Franklin Parish. The other thing when you look at these top 10 teams in the last 30 years, it certainly helps if you're unbeaten. They were. They were perfect that year. Uh, it's a little bit past 30 years ago, but 1985, when we talked to Dr. Saul Graves about it numerous times, that squad from OCS was pretty darn special with literally, what, three Division One recruits, three of the top ten players in the state that year coming out of OCS? Yeah, like the Dandy Dozen or something like yeah. that. Yeah, they were all on there. Uh, we all remember, of course, the, the 2016 Sterlington squad, that just magical run that they had by knocking off Kinder and then Manny and then the improbable victory in the state championship game versus Madison Prep. Against a Madison Prep team that sent 13 kids to college. Also... <laughs> that was a 21-game win streak by that team that went into the 2017 season. Uh, I'll never forget the 2013 Union squad. The backstory, of course, uh, playing with the heavy hearts, playing for their former teammate Jaleel Gibson, number 33. And the way that that thing played out, the first overtime game, I believe, in, since 2010, and this was in 2013, and they win 33-27 to 27 in OT. It was a special team and, of course, a special season for a union. I still get chill bumps just thinking of Joe Spadafore in that locker room giving that pregame speech. You still play it sometimes. <laughs> <don't you? laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. You got any others, honorable mention? I do not. Okay. Thank you for uh, – Haynesville. I don't know what's on your Haynesville list. Haynesville and uh, Jonesboro. Uh, we want to hear some from some uh, Haynesville and Jonesboro Hodge fans. I'm sure there's some great teams out there throughout the years that we're not thinking of that certainly deserve some consideration. At number 10. And I'm stalling because I can Can do it. Can he read his writing? (laughs) That is the question. Oh, yes. 1989, the the Washita squad, and we mentioned this in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Mike Valerie led uh, Lions team against Brother Martin in that state championship game. Washita's only state championship. Glenn Allis, of course, the big old quarterback. Certainly looked like a uh, defensive end, but not a QB. He was 6 of 7 in that championship game. He hit Connie Ray Wilson with three touchdown passes. That was a special team and a special year for Washita. At number 8. This is where you Wait, get... wait, wait. Oh, what number was number 9? Nine? Nine? Boy, you... I tell you what. I'll leave this to Aaron, and it just goes down the tube. Well, the problem is that I have a hard time reading my chicken scratches Why don't here. you, this like, was, type it up or this something? This was late last night. Uh, Chance, save us here for a Please second while us. I regroup. Uh, what's on your mind, bud? Hey, I was going to let y'all know you can't leave off the 1995 Haynesville uh, team. Off of Angel and West Monroe in the same year. Wow. Tell us more about them. Well, I don't really know a whole lot about them because I was, I was only about 10 years old at the time, but they were undefeated. Uh, pretty much blew everybody out. And, uh, like I said, they beat, beat Evangel and West Monroe that same year. That was a good team. 
Thank you. Appreciate the call, bud. Thank you. Uh, and number nine, I found it now. How can I forget the 2009 West Monroe Rebels? Uh, a spectacular year for them. The one game that stands out the most to me in that season was uh, Neville, of course, making the trip over to score off against West Monroe. Yeah. West Monroe charged out to, I believe, a 21 nothing lead. Neville comes storming back, and then eventually West Monroe wins late. Uh, Paul Turner finds Tyler Kane in the back of the end zone for the score. I've that had team was pretty several good. people tell me that's the best game they've seen. Yeah, it was pretty special. And, of course, both of them that year go on to win state championships. Right, yeah. Uh, 2014 Neville squad, I got them at number eight. They had one loss on the year, and that came to Longview. Mm-hmm. And that was at the beginning of the year. And, of course, that was the week of the situation with Cole March collapsing on the field. Obviously, they were a little distracted. Obviously, though, they were playing a very good team from Longview. I believe they fell behind 19 to nothing to the Lobos in that game. They put on a second-half rally, but it was not enough. But that was a very good team. Uh, 2014 Neville squad, I got them at number eight. Cavante Turpin, of course, electrifying. That, was that the Warren Easton uh, yeah. championship game? Yeah. Tyron Johnson and all that? Yeah. Uh, number eight. Uh, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> This is horrible, man. Wow. Uh, I'll never leave top ten Thursday to you again. Well, just I got them in order here. Well, I think I got a combination of a, a number of Bastrop squads. So where do you put Bastrop when they win a title in 2005 yeah. on the field? The first championship since 1927. Uh, Randall Mackey, of course, this is when he exploded, really made a name for himself. Mackey over the course of three years at Bastrop, Jake. So this is your 05? You got I'm, 05 I'm putting them all together. No, 05, do 06, and 07. Well, the thing is, 06 and 07, I think, were actually better than the 05 squad. Uh-huh. Uh, you start looking at 06, 07, that's when Ruben Randall started coming into his own as a wide receiver. Then you throw him into the mix with Randall Mackey under quarterback. Mackey was 35-0 and 0 as a starter at Bastard. Incredible. Yeah. I say the 07 team just because it kind of finished out the dynasty, but – that's just my opinion. And the thing is that we talk about all the playmakers that Bastrop had in 05, 06, and 07. The difference makers that were on the defensive line. They had some beasts back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did they sign? Did, did they all sign D1 scholarships on the D-line? Do you know that? Uh, they had a number that did. You know, they were, you know. I read something like that. I was trying to do a little research. Again, tough to find stats on, on these. Well, there was things. a stretch there when literally Bastrop and Brad Bradshaw – He's got his critics, but the one thing that he continued to do was he got his kids in college. Yeah. I mean, it may have been a school you never heard of, but he certainly gave them an opportunity. And there was a couple of years when we were going up there, and, I mean, there would be 12 to 13, 14 kids on the podium signing with someone. Uh, at number five, I think I got the 2011 uh, Neville squad. They went 15-0. and 0. That was uh, John DeArce's junior year. In that championship game, we just assumed DeArce was the MVP I think he threw for 90 yards, rushed for another 70. But it was actually the linebacker, Ricky Wyatt, that was the MVP. Hmm. He had a pick six in that game. Nice. Their closest game, I believe, came in the, the second week of this season. Besides that, they pretty much cruised. Championship game, they knocked off Edna Carr 27-6. to six. Number four. Number four, uh, I'm putting uh, the 2015 Neville squad. They went 14-0. Uh, and 0. They beat Edna Carr 45-26. This was Richard Lawrence's senior year. Yeah, and this is uh, when Josh DRs just went nuts. Yes. How many yards do you have in that? 264, I believe, on yeah. literally like 12 or 13 carries. Man, he was so fast in that dome. Yeah. They could not catch him. Uh, at number three, 
This is how good this list is. That West Monroe squad from 2000, they beat four state champions that year. John Curtis, 4A, of course, in Louisiana. Midland Lee, the 5A squad out of Texas. Clarksdale from Arkansas, the 4A state champ up there. And Moss Point from Mississippi, the 5A state champion. You said four state champions? In one season, yes. See, this is why I didn't want to rank these, because if you're looking at resumes, I would probably put that number one, just mm. because, like you said, they beat four state champions. But, as you know, the tale is, it's all about that 90 Rustin team and that 98 West Monroe team. And that uh, 2000 West Monroe squad, of course, that was my first year here, and actually my first Friday night was covering uh, West Monroe versus Midland Lee. I think that's a pretty nice way to start your career in this area. Yeah, you stayed here ever since. Yes, I was hooked. Yeah, I get it. I Even totally though there it. was a monsoon that started that game. No, I get it. And then, of course, the debate you have at the top of the list, who do you go with? Do you go with the uh, 98 West Monroe Rebels that, of course, featured uh, 12 players that went on to sign a Division One scholarships? They uh, That total year, Jake, they gave up 2,007 total yards of offense. <laughs> And you have to feel like some of those yards, a majority of those yards, may have come second team. in the second half when they were blowing people out. Right, second team, third team players out there. Uh, yeah. Brady James, Brian West, Rodney Reed, Jason Ledoux. Uh, you had a young Andrew Whitworth. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Or do you go with the 1990 Rustin squad that, of course, demolished Catholic in the championship game, 52-10. to 10. Raymond Malcolm, of course, in the backfield. Literally looked like Eric Dickerson running back there. Double-digit D1 signees on that team. Yeah, uh, I was looking. So as I was kind of trying to take a look at some of these things on the Internet, a lot of forums, a lot of people said the Rustin team was the best team they'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. That said, you can have an argument for the 98 team as well. West Monroe Rustin fans weigh in 888-993-7762. I still think I'm going to go with the uh, 98 Rebels. All right, we'll take your word for it. i got to do a better job with my penmanship. Dude, that was, I'm just going to tell you, that was a car wreck. <laughs> so, don't worry, people. I will not leave Top 10 Thursday to Aaron Dietrich anymore. Literally, it was 11.30, 11.45 last <laughs> night, jotting things down. All right. It was next, a little bit of a long day, Next week, man. we're doing, uh, this is, Quint gave us this nomination. We're doing the Top 10 sporting events that would have been the craziest to cover on social media. Uh, Clay Travis and those, that cast of characters nobody listens to clay travis <laughs> it's fine i don't get a pass from working from six o'clock to eleven thirty. no we're past you we're already past this list sorry Jeez. tough crowd 888-993-7762 we're back after this whatever car you're looking for whatever the price for how many doors Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. 
Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. No sales tax on back-to-school clothes. This special offer good two days only and only at J&H Boots and Jeans West Monroe. This Friday and Saturday, you pay no sales tax. Not just back-to-school, but everything in the store, because J&H pays it for you. No state tax, no local tax, no tax at all. J&H is stocked up for back-to-school now, and this Friday and Saturday, we'll pay the sales taxes. Don't miss it. This Friday and Saturday only. J&H Boots and Jeans, Highway 80 West Monroe. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. <laughs> really? At least we have fun on this show. Uh, I told Jake I need to keep this list. I need to put it somewhere where I won't lose it. He said, just put it in the drawer. The drawer that literally has seven years of uh, scratch paper and notes from uh, the shows. Yeah, like, do you ever think you'll be like, hey... I need my notes from that 2015 show. Let me dig through here for hours. And it's not hours. like they're dated or they're in any no, sort of order. they all look the same, too. Chicken scratch. And you're making fun of my handwriting the other day. All right, we got a couple of texts here. Eric says, Brian Colangelo lost his GM job due in part to his wife's Twitter messages talking about how Urban uh, – we were, we were saying – I was saying that I think Urban would keep his job if his wife falls on the sword. And basically, they can't prove that she told him. If you could continue to plead, oh, ignorance, I didn't know, and you can't prove it, I think Ohio State will take that and say, okay, well, here's a slap on the wrist. We're going to we'll, – we'll keep you on staff. All right, so if you're in Urban Meyer's shoes this morning, I'm sure it was a sleepless night for him, and he's thinking of these texts that go back and forth between his wife and uh, you know Zach uh, Smith's wife. Is he now thinking about the text that perhaps he has sent – to former assistant coaches yes. or others where he's discussed uh, this situation a little bit, uh, yes. where it comes back to bite him in the butt. Absolutely, yeah. Better not have uh, circled the wagons. upset any of those former coaches, right. too, if they have a vendetta for you. Mm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I think that's – it's going to come out that he knew some way, somehow. I, I do believe that. Uh, when it does, he probably will lose his job. I think chances are high he loses his job. I'm just saying – he hasn't lost his job yet, and there's still a way he can keep it. Mm. All right, uh, a couple more texts real quick. Marcus says, I've seen every Rebel team since 1990, and that 98 team was simply unstoppable. Uh, he said, best ever. Uh, Richie says, with the recent dealings in New England and Bill's seemingly loss of power, it's safe to say Saban is officially the most powerful man in American football. Mm-hmm. Ken says, the 1990 Bearcats. Uh, Richie asked, was that the best sports team or best high school team? That was the best high school football team, Richie. Ooh, best sports team. How daunting of a task would that be? That, that itself was already daunting. Man, we, we were getting blown up right now. Lots of texts. Marcus says the 2000 team was incredible and had a better resume, beating four state champions in one year. 
But that 98 squad would have wiped the floor with them. Strong words there. Listen, I would always try to, to poke the bear Don Shows whenever he'd have a state championship squad. I'd say, hey, where would you rank this team with that? And, of course, I didn't even mention the, the 2005 West Monroe squad. I should have had them in there somewhere. I actually think they were number nine. I just glossed over them. How about that team? Of course, that's the one that uh, lost to Longview earlier in the year. That was when uh, Steven Ensminger was making was just breaking in with yeah. the Rebels. And then they had to. They started the year in Shreveport. Then they ended the year in Shreveport because of the Hurricane Katrina. That team was pretty good. Uh, they had Frank Good and Will Blackwell. They certainly deserve to be on the list, and I had them there at number nine, I believe. David says, "Thank you for this, David. This is good stuff." Oh six, oh seven, Bastrop D line. Yes. Contravius Aubrey LSU, Lamarcus Williams Mississippi State, <laughs> Dedrick Jones USM. To Quinta Jones, Arkansas, Josh Downs, LSU. Yeah. Whew. As hey. much as we want to talk about Randall Mackey, D'Angelo Benton, you Man. Know, Ruben Randall. You got a defensive line like that? Yeah. That is insane. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, that well, is five. West, West Monroe's defensive line in, in the, the streak that they had with the number of guys. Chucky Hunter, Barkevius Mingo. I mean, they went through Luther, me, Luther Davis. Is it five? If On one team. Enough, uh, if you give me enough time, they they had it. I mean, I, I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying I would love if you could pull that up. I would love to be able to read that too. That is insane to me, though. Uh, Marcus says the 90 wrestling squad was probably a close second. Getting some Hainesville love here. 2000 Hainesville team went 15 and 0 uh, with 11 shutouts. Only 33 points scored on Hainesville D all year. Oh, that's good. Yes, and uh, Tommy says the 90 Bearcats were unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah, I wish there was footage of that. That's I was trying to search for it, and I, I couldn't find any. If you have any, if you have a link, please text it in. I we want have been watching the football vault. We have some footage of the 90 Bearcats. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> I mean, besides Thanks, your Jake. show, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Whoops. Uh, I can send that to you later today. Okay, thanks, man. You want to see Ray yeah, Ron Malcolm? Sure, yeah. yeah. I would like to see him. You, you were... want to see Brad Laird throwing passes to John Carr? Yeah. I got it. Send it to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, or just watch the news every once in a while. Oh, I do, man. I never miss it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, LSU tidbits real quick because I, th I thought there were some good ones. It always comes back to LSU with Jake. No, I. this is this is actual – look, a lot of coaches get in front of a podium and you get nothing out of it. Ed Orgeron's giving you a lot here. He's at a podium at a Rotary Club. And he gives you more stuff than I've seen all, all summer. All right, so Let's see what he gives today when he meets with the media. Yeah, probably nothing. All right, nose tackle Ed Alexander has been battling a long-standing knee injury. Didn't know this. He's currently third on the depth chart. So what they've done is they've moved Braden Fajoko to nose tackle, which means they that uh, Glenn Logan will start at the end opposite of Richard Lawrence. That's pretty big information. Didn't know that. That's a pretty good defensive line, too. It is, but, man, you need Alexander healthy. Um, and he talked about Christian Fulton. He said uh, if he is indeed ruled eligible, he would have a great chance to start. He said he hasn't missed a beat in terms of practicing. I already talked about this. Uh, Jacob Phillips, he said he looks like Tarzan and is in line to start at inside linebacker alongside Devin White. Phillips, of course, was battling with, with Tyler Taylor. Uh, both were really good freshmen last year, played a lot of football, but Jacob Phillips has the bigger upside. 
Um, what else did he get into? He talked about Sean Payton, how he allowed some of his offensive staff to come to LSU to help out with the, the offense and said that they studied the screen game. They, they studied getting the ball to backs out of the backfield and uh, looked at some empty packages as well as uh, the red zone package. Um, he said these are things we're going to develop. This is going to be different. This is going to be a different offense than you've been used to watching. Also, uh, this was another good one that I haven't mentioned yet. So, you know how Orjon has 10 analysts now, and that was kind of a big story. We kept talking about how all the analysts he kept bringing on board. He opened up about that. He said, after we played our enemy a couple of states over, I wonder who he's referencing there, one of my friends was on the staff. He sent me their scouting report. I was embarrassed to see the detail uh, in which they had scouted us. They had worked on us for a year to see the things that they had on us. I felt like I wasn't giving our team a fair chance to compete. I went to Joe Oliva and I said, Joe, we need more analysts. So we now have 10 analysts. Orgeron went on to say that, the, that his analysts have been breaking down opponents extensively since May. Hmm. So really good tidbits there, stuff that we haven't heard. Ben has a great question. Are we sure a defensive player from Texas Tech can be referred to as good? <laughs> well, if, you, if you're going off of uh, practice reports last year, he's pretty good. There was some Louisiana Tech news, and we talked about this uh, about a week, week and a half ago, the fact that uh, the Bulldogs were the only program basically in the entire country that had not added a 10th assistant. News comes down yesterday. Skip Holtz has announced the addition of a 10th assistant coach. goes by the name of Eric Link. He comes to Ruston with more than 15 years of coaching experience under his belt, both at the collegiate and high school level, including stints at Auburn and Iowa State. So. Skip Holtz will meet with the media today at four o'clock to break down, of course, the fall camp and what he's what he's anticipating for the 2018 season. We'll have some of that sound for you tomorrow morning on the morning drive. One more Ohio State uh, text here. Shane says not only him, but all the coaches are worrying uh, about trying to think about what they've emailed or texted. Yeah. Whew. Would you love to be in that locker room? Getting a lot of votes. Uh, a lot of people continue to talk about that 1989 Washita squad that uh, beat Brother Martin in the state championship game. Want to show them some love. Of course, that is the Lions' only state championship squad in their history. Yeah, Tom says Lions destroyed an absolutely loaded Baton Rouge Catholic team in the Dome. 888-993-7762. Keep the text coming on the Darren Moody State Farm hotline. We'll talk some more Urban Meyer situation coming up in the next segment. But first... From the champs, the Monroe Majors, Jay Culver will join us after the break. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. 
the king of the road, the king of the road, Tarkin. I'm Derek Gore, running back for the ULM Warhawks. Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou, tailgating the Grove, and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ULMWarhawks.com. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. The Monroe Majors are celebrating Dixie World Championship. Not a world championship, but a Dixie Majors Championship. That'd be good if they beat the Korean team, right? Their head coach, uh, Jay Culver, joins us on the uh, Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, bud? I'm great, guys. How are y'all? Yeah, what's it like waking up this morning knowing that you won that title? Uh, well, it's been a long time coming. Um, our groups have, have worked hard over the years to, to accomplish something like this, and um, our guys this year found a way to get it done, even even with some bumps along the road. Um, but it's been a great summer and, and couldn't ask of a better way to to finish it up we believe it's the first title since 2003 you got involved in the majors program when jay um i want to say it was around 2008 or 2009 i believe i think it's been about 10 years well, what's it like after a decade and then finally getting over the hump i know you must feel like uh, the weight of the world's been lifted off your shoulders yeah it, it's uh it's definitely a, a relief um and it's just been something that, that I feel like we as a program have been building on. Um, like I said, it's really been a lot of these guys in the past that have played for us that have, that have built the reputation that we have around the state. And um, I think it's a tip of the hat to them. But, you know, to have a group come in like this year and uh, and get a job done is, uh, you know, I think it was great to see. We had a lot of former players there that were there watching us win a world series or that was that were there um watching us play south carolina as you know we've struggled with south carolina in the past and uh i think we looked up yesterday or uh two nights ago against south carolina and we could have put together a a starting lineup with some of our former guys that were out in left field and uh i think that was great to see and and they they came out after yesterday and um you know congratulated our guys and kind of hung out with our with our team so you were in an interesting spot yesterday because you you had the opportunity to play two games. If you would have lost, you would have had another shot at, at winning the championship. Aaron and I were talking about this. We believe in momentum. Uh, we've seen a lot in regionals where a team uh, would, would rally back and, and get that momentum and eventually win it. Were you stressing to your team yesterday that, hey, guys, we need to win this first game, just kind of knowing about the momentum factor in the back of your head? Uh, we never even talked about it. Um... We just, 
planned on playing baseball. And, uh, you know, it's something I talked about with our guys the night before that, you know, hey, this is going to be the last day that, that we get to play with our teammates. Um, so enjoy it. Um, this group will never be together again. Um, some of them, you know, or everyone's going to be going their separate ways. So at the end of the day, if we would have lost game one, to me, it would have been looked at as we get we get to play another game together, um, get to spend another day on the field with each other. Um, and our guys, I think, really kind of embraced that and kind of kind of thought about it. I know Trevor Rugg mentioned it um, yesterday, and and uh, you know he's been with our program for about three years, so he kind of knows knows kind of what I'm talking about because everyone goes their separate ways after the summer. Uh, but we never we never talked about it. Um, I, I had some questions asked about it. You know what the plan is on pitching and all that. And you know we weren't worried about it. We had we had guys like Peyton Parker and Eli Stringer. And you know if it did come down to it, we'd we'd sit there in the dugout and write up a new lineup and and get ready to go. But uh, thank goodness it didn't come down to that. Jay, I know there's a lot of factors in putting this team together, and it's changed over the last decade. How difficult is it now as uh, these players are kind of pulled in a lot of different directions? Um, it, it's definitely changed. Um, I think with, with our organization, um, it's been a little easier over the years than, than when I first started. Uh, when I first started, it was it was a lot of, well, who else is playing? You know, is, is this kid from this school playing? And, you know, they wanted to be with their buddies or maybe they didn't like a certain school and – and they had, you know, some guys playing and uh, things like that. But it, it's become, you know, a building process. And and uh, I've already, you know, had some people mention some guys for next year. But, you know, all these guys really um, play against each other and they know each other very well. You know, uh, I think Peyton Parker and um, Kent Berry that played for us this year. Kent's from West Monroe and Peyton Parker's from West Washtenaw. Well, that, I think they've been buddies their whole life. Um and when, when they were both playing with us, they went everywhere together. They hit together. Um, and it, it's something neat to see, but I, I think it has to do with a lot of guys that know each other, and I think everyone from around the area wants to be on the same team. They, it's fun. They enjoy it. And, uh, you know, instead of competing against each other, go compete as one. Dixie Majors, of course, uh, has been here the last two years and played out at ULM last year. This year, the majority of out at the Sterlington, New Sterlington Sports Complex and, the, of course, last two days being played out at ULM. What's the future? Uh, a chance of it coming back? Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's actually going to be here next year, um, uh, as well as the pre-majors World Series, as well as the 15U World Series. Um, the pre-majors will be the same weekend as the majors, um, but with the great complex that Sterlington has out there, they should be able to fit that. Um, and then the 15U World Series, I'm sure, is going to be at a different time. Um, Aaron, actually, our our 15U team were runner-up in the um, World Series this year. They had a great team as well, coached by Thomas Nicholson. Um, but I think all three te- all three uh, divisions will be here, as well as the state tournament. So um, we plan on. You know, obviously being the host team again and uh, and hopefully giving it uh, another good ride. Jay, tough question. Uh, there's a lot of things I mentioned pulling at these players. You look at these showcase uh, and travel games being played. Uh, there's critics out there that say Dixie has lost a lot of its luster. What is your response when you hear that? Um, well, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I would I would somewhat agree with that. 
Um, but I, when you get into the World Series setting, um, I think it changes, and that, that's what that's what we're in. Um, I, I was very pleased with the competition this week as well as in years past. Um, but it, it has, and, and, and it's not just Dixie. It's, it's everywhere because everywhere is so spread out. Everyone's doing their own thing, um, trying to find a way to one-up somebody, you know, as far as an organization goes, as such as, you know, Dixie or Cal Ripken or Babe Ruth, uh, any of those things, perfect game. It's so spread out. There's so many options out there that it spreads the competition out all over the place. And I think I think everywhere is a little bit watered down now. Um, but like I said, I think when you get into the World Series setting, it's uh, it's all state champions, so it's a little bit different. Uh, Jay, Jake's a little disappointed that you didn't get choked up during this interview like yesterday. <laughs> well, it was uh, – it was tough yesterday, you know. Uh, I, I've been through some things, and and uh, at one point it, I was I had thought about stepping down, um, you know, halfway through the summer, um, but I had to battle through it, and and uh, you know, definitely I, I did get choked up yesterday, and it, it's just tough seeing some of these guys, man. I've been around them for for a couple of years now, and even the ones that I haven't been, you know, I spent a lot of time with these guys. We, we always have a good time, joke around, play very competitive baseball. These guys like to win. They, they bust their tails every day. And when you're around them for, for two straight months and you look up and they're gone, it, it's tough on me. Whether whether we would have won or lost yesterday, it's tough on me. And, uh, you know, I always try to keep up with, with our former, former guys. But it, it's just when you look at guys like Chase Duncan that, that worked his tail off to get where he was, um, you know, he wasn't expected to be our starting second baseman, but uh, we couldn't take him out of the lineup. And then, like I said, you got guys like Trevor Rugg, Austin Huckabee, Austin Tidwell, Luke Honeycutt that have put in time and years with our program, and they will no longer be with us. Um, it's, it's just kind of hard for me to for me to swallow, but it's part of it, and and it's something I go through every year. Jay, but sorry I mean, for not getting emotional, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the, the health the health issues that you've gone through. I mean you, you couldn't you know you know that stuff. I guess you start reflecting on it, and that's kind of why it all came to a head yesterday after you guys had won the title. Yeah, and it's something that that I never really thought about until you asked me. You know, is it, is it because of what I've gone through, and um, it it wasn't. But uh, when you said that, it, it kind of hit me that. You know, man, there, there's a there's there was chances that I wasn't going to be out here, and so, uh, like I said, just looking at those guys and and knowing the situation, you know, I mean, you know, we won a World Series yesterday, and I'm I'm having to go get scans done today, and uh, but everything's good, and, and you know, like I said, I got to finish out the summer, and and I look forward to to next summer as well, but. Um, you know, it's just been a blessing to, to be able to be with these guys this summer. Jay, uh, a, a fantastic job. Uh, congratulations, man, and uh, thanks for everything you do for this community. But Congrats, bud. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Jay Culver of the Champs, the uh, Monroe Majors winning the Dixie World Series yesterday. Good stuff. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I wasn't – like, I thought it was such a great story. Like, to see – anytime you see someone get real – and, and someone has to overcome adversity, but then they reach that, that, that mountaintop. You know, they, they win that championship. It's always cool to see their reaction to it, especially when it's genuine. And it was so genuine for Jay.
we got some great text to get into in the next segment with our parting shots. You can continue to weigh in, 888-993-7762. We're back after this on The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast for today with a high of 92 degrees. Mostly clear skies on tap for tonight with a low 63. Mostly sunny skies and a bit warmer on tomorrow and a high of 94 degrees. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, you've been rattling my cage. Uh, about guests. Who's the, the guest that you always give me the hardest time about? Eddie Bonon. All right. So I reached out to the OHSA yesterday. We've been trying to get him on now for what? Four to six years. Months, a year or so. So I reached out again to him uh, yesterday. I uh, got a response just seconds ago. Okay. He'll be out of town next week. <laughs> Did you get a date? Did he confirm a date? When he gets you? into the office, uh, we'll get some dates worked out for him and then we'll run him past you. So I think we are inching closer. That doesn't sound very close to they me. They want to know when the show is. You were you built that up as oh I got something for you. <laughs> we are close to. I haven't given up on it though. Good. I great. just wanted to prove that to you that I'm still working on getting Eddie. You were so confident. No, it's the fact that you were so confident. I'm still confident he's going to be on the show I'm at not. some point before he jumps for another job. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I At guess least they want to know when the show runs and what time and what days. So. They're just being nice. They're like, stop bugging us. When? <laughs> what is your show? When is it? Okay, we'll get back to you. Yeah. And then we don't hear from Mr. Bonine cares a lot about North Louisiana. <laughs> we will get him on that show very soon. Uh-huh. Who are you again? Yeah, what's your name again? <laughs> anyway, uh, got some good text to read here. Uh, Mark Finn says, as I shared in my update from Omaha, the 98 team is my pick, referencing West Monroe. No doubt the schedule of the 2000 team was more impressive, but I maintain the 98 team would have won all of those games as well. Uh, they just would have beaten all of those state champions even worse. Mm. So another vote for the 98 West Monroe team. Um, Kenneth, this is a great text. He's like actually matching up the 98 and 90 Russell Kenneth team. is a West Monroe historian. He says, starting defense gave up 28 points all year. West Monroe's 98 defense. Offense averaged 42 points per game. Ruston's 90 team is the close second, but I think West Monroe's defense, defending the wing tee, which Jerry Garlich eats up, gives West Monroe's 98 team the edge. He is a Rebels fan. And uh, also says, 
we got a we got another text here from someone nameless. My vote is for the 1989 Washington Lions. The odd thing is, I believe Ruston was the only team to beat them. The next year, Ruston won the state championship, and Washington was the only team to beat them. Uh, we need to check that because I don't know if Washington beat. I thought Ruston was undefeated in 1990. Somebody can fact check that, or certainly remembers how that played out in 1990 because Ruston did win a national championship, a mythical championship in '90. Do you think they won a title with one, with loss, one loss on the year? You were supposed to be the fact checker. You didn't have that in your notes? Uh, no. I <laughs> didn't probably get to that do. at 1145 You, you, know, you probably night. do. You probably no, just, just can't, can't read, read it. it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we, let's get to I'm our party shots. I'm waiting on you to cue up the party shots. Okay, party shots. Oh, Coming up now. Oh, yes. 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 We got it, baby. We got it. We got it. Woo. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost you lost? Yes. Oh, okay. You can have your $500 million jackpot in Powerball or whatever the heck it was, but I'll take this, baby. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepping in front of the throw. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. It's gotta be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. for two parting shots. Listen to that. Listen to that. Sponsored by no one. Oh, baby. Kevo's in the house, if you haven't heard. <laughs> Kev- <laughs> yes, we're, we're live, Kevo. Yeah, yeah, they're in that pre-show meeting they're doing. <laughs> he came in with a lot of energy, though. Yes, I appreciate yeah. that. We'll see how long that lasts. Um Kenneth says Rustin was undefeated in 90 and beat Washtenaw Parish in 89, so he cleared that up. Tommy says coach versus both Rustin 90 is better. Also takes a shot at millennial, millennials. Millennials can't remember anything before West Monroe. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, where do you want to go with your parting shots? you want to dive back in this Urban Meyer situation? How does this thing yeah. unfold over the next couple of days? So if Ohio State – had a president that was uh, 22 and a half years old like yourself, Jake Martin. What would you do? 22 and a half years old. Um, boy, wow. What would I do? <laughs> um, well, you, of course, you run, you, you got to do your due diligence on this um, investigation, which I believe they will do. You got to uncover some text that ties it to Urban Meyer. Um, if you discover that, you do – need to get rid of him. I don't care if he's the second best coach in America, still have to fire him. Now, what does Urban Meyer continue to preach? No man is above the program. Mm-hmm. No man is above mm-hmm. the university, even if your name is Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he and you know, you can go back on a lot of things Urban Meyer has said over the last decade and it'll come back to bite him <laughs> today. Um, that said, I if think if you lie, you're fired. If you lie, you should not be a college football last coach. year, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on now. Um, so you have to tie it to him though. Uh, you can't really, it can't be a, he said, she said, and I know his wife knows. And we all believe that his wife told him, we believe at least, even if she didn't tell him, one of the assistants had to mention it to him. So there's no way he doesn't know. But you still have to tie it to him. Highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely if there wasn't even a past with this couple and, of course, the relationship yeah. that the Myers have had with him over the course yes. of 
nine years? Almost a decade, yeah. Yes. So, come on. Let's be real here. That said, uh, I think Ohio State doesn't want to fire him. You know, he wins football games. Uh, so, if they can put together this little investigation and not tie it to Urban, I think there's a way they get around it without firing him. Can somebody please get a mic in the front of uh, Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> please. Can we get Jim Harbaugh's take on this situation? Can we think about a situation, Aaron, where Urban Meyer does lose his job? And the no, man, don't, don't go and there, the man Don't go there. who comes in <laughs> saves the to day. save the day. And they have clock management takes, issues against Michigan. He takes a break from his acting career, <laughs> yes. and he steps through the door with that goofy hat. <laughs> man, you're talking about a great story. Less Miles is back. Uh, are you his agent or what? No, I just I miss Less Miles being in college football. Yeah. College football is better with Less Miles in it. Let's face it. Tommy says, provide the proof. Otherwise, you're on a witch hunt. Yeah, but some things are undeniable. Mm. Wife needs to fall on the sword. That's. I didn't tell my husband. I tell him everything, but on this one circumstance and this one story, I didn't tell him. Yeah, and it's not like Shelly said, don't tell Urban yeah. either. Yes. If there was a text there, that would help Urban's case. All right, we got a little surprise here. So I just got some news that uh, the prof has dropped a new song. Oh. Some new lyrics. I don't know if it'll be a hit or not. We actually don't even know what this is about. <laughs> this, this could be really bad. So we are literally going to evaluate and critique the new hit, new lyric, new parody from the prof. John's got it queued up. Let's hear it. Do you miss football season? Are you longing for touchdowns? Aching for extra points? Well, this product is for you. Football Love. Your favorite love songs remastered into football classics. Relax with the sounds of Dirk Spitley. Come a little closer, football. I feel like watching you now. Take it old school with play. Football, come back. Any kind of fool could see there is something in every town I watch. Blue-eyed soul of Hall and Oaks. I, 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 I love anything that you want to do. Yeah, I love almost anything that you want to do. Yeah, but please don't go for that. Oh, no. That fourth and two now. Please don't go for that. Oh, no. Fourth and two. Order now and hear Sean Fox sing the classic Oh, Sheila. Football love. Only $19.95. Get your copies today. <laughs> I'd pay for that. Only, okay, two uh -oh, things. Oh, here comes the critique from no, Jake. No, 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 no critique. Two things. Jake the snake going to go after the professor. One, I need to meet the professor. What? I haven't met him yet. That hasn't happened yet? No. Oh, wow. Two, can he redo our open? <laughs> Please. He would do a great job. Can we do that? I don't know. You'll have to meet the professor and ask him. Okay. Yeah. Well, and why don't you introduce the me? The beginning sounded a little like uh, you doing the Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> it did, didn't it? That's that Pac-12 voice. Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> uh, hey, one more quick parting shot because we failed to mention this all okay. show. I can't believe we did. 
you saw that your boy Draymond got sucker, I guess sucker slapped. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different stories here. At the post Espy's uh, party, apparently Tristan walked up to Draymond and either shoved him, shoved his face, or punched him. Actually, there, there's somebody else who said he hit him with a one-two. So we don't know what happened. But there was a confrontation. Your boy Draymond somehow got sucker attacked. Mm. What would you think about that? Does, Much ado about nothing. And then you're hearing some of it was uh, just a shove. We got con- conflicting reports on actually what went down. That's what I said. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to read all these texts. I uh, got a number of people, of course, weighing in, saying uh, the Rustin team in 1990 had 13 to 14 players signed Division One. Hard to compare, of course, uh, the 90 Rustin squad with the 98 Rebels. But uh, some are saying the Bearcats, they would take them. Yeah, uh, Sam says, not sure if it's been mentioned, but the 1993 Evangel Eagles. Who knew we had so many Evangel fans in this know, area? man. We've gotten a lot of Evangel stuff this week. We should line up Dennis Dunn right after Eddie Bonine. Yes, and then Josh Booty after that. Yes. Um, Richie says, Harbaugh with a big grin, simply saying, if you lie, you're fired. Sign me up for that. Put a microphone in front of this man's face, please. Richie, not a fan of uh, the prof's new work. Says, that holy heck, that's terrible. You think uh, Harbaugh might say something about Urban eating chicken? Made him a little too nervous at Big Ten Media Days. <laughs> I think Harbaugh, for once, he'll stay away from this issue for at least a couple of weeks. He doesn't have weeks. to say anything. Yes. I mean, just yeah. unless unless Urban Meyer keeps his job, and then of course leading into Ohio State, Michigan oh, at the end of the year. Oh, yes, yes. A nice little subtle jab. Somewhere. Make it even more intense of a ball game. Uh, that was a pretty good show. That was fun. It was fun, even though I could not read my uh, chicken scratches. Well, from you butchered Top Ten Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no choice but to kind of give it to you and let you run things. But we we all learned a lesson today. Learned that that is not the way to go. All right, Jake, then uh, what are we doing tomorrow then? <laughs> tomorrow is wide open. Tomorrow. Actually, we've got a lot of clips to play. We've got a lot of sound. Hey, by the way, and there's a story, in uh, Adam Winkler, of course, formerly worked at uh, KNOE. He's now uh, up in Norfolk. He's covering the Washington Redskins. We've got a number of local connections up there. Of course, Doug Williams running the, mm-hmm. the show for the Redskins. Martez Carter, the former Richwood Grambling yeah. standout, trying to make that roster. It's an uphill battle. He caught up with Martez. Just some great stuff from Martez on his uh, coming through the ranks. We certainly have had Martez on this show. But also, Cam Sims is also on the Washington Redskins roster, the former Washita standout. Pretty cool. Him and Martez battling for spots on the Redskins. We'll get into that tomorrow. Plus, you'll hear from Doug Williams, and he'll make the tie-in with Martez and Grambling. Also, Louisiana Tech gets started tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And LSU get started the weekend. So, like we did with ULM, we'll find two pressing questions for both teams and ask you to chime in on those. Everybody have a fantastic day. It certainly was fun today. We'll try to do it better tomorrow at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. The guys from the edge are up next, and they are raring to go. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.